Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this 12 by 12 matrix cube we happen to be living in right now, I hope that you are able to be patient for everything to happen in the correct time. And what I'm talking about here is divine timing. Now, there's a very famous saying, and I know I've said this on the show before, that man makes plans and God laughs. Happened to me today. I was supposed to uh, go experience a 10-minute journey. (laughs) I was supposed to go take DMT today. And the weirdest thing happened. Um, I suddenly became quite popular. (laughs) Um, Someone dropped by and then somebody else dropped by to look for the first somebody that dropped by. Then the the cat that is trying to woo my cat, he dropped by. (laughs) And then I had a phone call and it was just like, whoa, usually I'm here by myself. I could be dead and no one would know me, uh, know that I was dead for three old days. Usually that's how it is. (laughs) But suddenly I was very, very popular right when I was getting ready to go do this. And I thought, well, shit, howdy. I think the universe is trying to tell me something. Uh, I'm being prevented from going today, which means that maybe, just maybe it's tomorrow is the correct day for me to do DMT. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you have to understand that with divine timing, Astrology sometimes does play a role. I mean, we are in the middle of Mercury retrograde after all. And uh, with Mercury retrograde already. (laughs) Several times a year this happens. What, two or three times a year. And it's always right about the time when I'm getting my shit together and I'm getting ready to move forward on a project or something. And then all of a sudden, uh, Mercury goes retrograde. And I move forward anyway, and then when Mercury goes direct, everything becomes unraveled. Now, earlier in the week, I talked about just a little job that I had applied for, and I wasn't really even sure what it paid, but I thought I might as well apply for it. I felt good about applying for it, and I thought, well, 
I have been meaning to apply for English teaching positions, um, you know, teaching English as a second language. And I've been meaning to do it for months, and I finally thought, well, you know what? Mercury retrograde is a great time to get back to something you've been planning for a long time. It's a terrible time to start a brand new project that you just created on the spur of the moment on the fly while Mercury is retrograde. But I thought, Hey, you know, what can go wrong? (laughs) And you know, I applied for the job. I had to make four videos and send it in. I mean, it was kind of extensive ish, you know? Um, and afterwards I thought, why didn't I even like, I didn't, my hair was brushed, but I didn't put makeup on. I wasn't even like wearing a dress or something nice. I was just wearing kind of like a tank top and my hair kind of down around my shoulders. And I don't think it was terribly obvious what I was wearing because it was just mostly a headshot type of video. But afterwards I'm thinking, well, they're probably not going to hire me because I didn't look, you know, like a teacher. <laughs> I just look like a normal person. I don't know. You know, I had all these weird doubts in my mind, which is another part of Mercury retrograde. And when you try to do something, you don't plan it out correctly, or <laughs> you just have, um, you know, you just are, you know, you go headlong into something and realize, Oh shit, I didn't have any of the components in place, uh, to make that function correctly. <laughs> you know, uh, things go wrong, plans get broken, things get moved around. And, um, anyway, they said they already filled all the positions, which was weird because then the very next day they were out there advertising again. Maybe they had already paid for the advertisement for the month or something, but I thought the whole thing was quite weird. <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I had these plans and then this person showed up and then this person who's never been here ever to visit me, but who I've always hoped would come visit me. And so I was talking to this person and then this other person came looking for the first person, which was crazy. You know, it was like, wow, you know, but all of this happened in divine timing because the person who called me from California was somebody that I wanted to meet with at least over the phone to the person that showed the second person that showed up. And I'm like, that's fortuitous timing. You guys have to have a conversation right now. And they just got along famously. And it looks like we're going to be able to do, um, a business project together. And it's like, damn, that's really, really cool. And it's something that we've all been talking about for a very long time in various capacities. And suddenly it all came together, ironically, during Mercury retrograde. So I'm holding it all in my, you know, mind that, you know, we got to be careful with as we proceed because of this. But it's that whole uh, divine timing thing. It really is. And I wanted to bring it up because... Sometimes we get really angry (laughs) and really frustrated. Like I was getting, I was happy that all of these people were, you know, contacting me at the same exact time and that I was helping them to facilitate something that is ultimately going to benefit probably a hundred other people, which in turn will benefit even more people because it's a project that once it gets going, there will be more and more and more people, uh, benefited 
um, down the line. So I was really, um, excited for it to come together. But at the same time, I'm like looking at the, at the, you know, looking at the time and I'm like, damn it, I've got two hours to change clothes and get over there and do, I had to go visit the pharmacy and grab some things before going to this guy's house to do DMT. And I wanted to get some research in first about DMT because what the hell am I doing? (laughs) What am I taking? What am I supposed to, uh, you know, what do I expect from it and whatever. And it was frustrating until I realized, oh shit, I really need to just focus on, you know, divine timing. Sometimes there'll be your holy guardian angel that stops something from happening because today's not the day. And like, if this guy is not a good guy who I'm going to visit, if he's ultimately a terrible person, I will be a hundred percent prevented from going to see him at all, period. But I don't get a sense that he's a bad guy. In fact, um, I know somebody else who knows him and he says he's a really cool person. You know, he's, um, like a tribal shaman from the jungles of Peru just so happened to be in the grocery store the other day here in Ecuador and just so happened to be standing with me when they just so happened to not know the price on like three of the items I happened to pick for myself. So we just so happened to have a good 10 to 15 minutes to stand there and talk to each other. I mean, so I feel like the whole universe brought us together (laughs) with divine timing And at the same time, it was just like cosmic, you know? And then today I'm prevented from going over there. And it's like, what? This is really, really strange. But I have enough faith in the universe and enough examples in my past that the divine timing thing is quite important for whatever reason, it's very important. If you're waiting to reunite with your twin flame and you feel like you're completely healed and they're probably completely healed because you're not feeling any resistance in that way anymore and you still haven't met, it's probably a divine timing thing. You know, it, it sometimes, you know, maybe you, you're ready for them, but you're not ready for a relationship and it might cause Rocky, like a Rocky start in the beginning. You know what I mean? So say, you know, six months from now, things will be a little bit more settled. Say you're in the middle of, you know, creating a brand new business and you would love to dedicate and devote your heart and your time and give your love to somebody. But at the same time, you're starting a brand new business. You don't have time for that. So you know, divine timing six months from now, once the business is settled and started and everything is going in a forward movement and there's momentum and you're, you're on it and things are going and now you've hired the people and the machine is in, you know, the wheels are in motion and the machine is in place and everything is moving and, and locomoting forward like a locomotive train, you know, now you can meet. Hey, check it out. I made this business and look at, watch it go. I'm kind of busy, but I have time for you on, you know, you know, maybe Tuesdays and Saturdays or whatever, you know, and 
you know, maybe that's their thing. Maybe your thing is you're still trying to, you know, um, get through a couple projects. And once you have those projects done, you're going to have the money. And once you have the money, you're going to have the, you know, um, things that you need to have everything in place. So you feel emotionally and mentally and spiritually settled in a way that you now have time to devote to the other, you know, to divine timing a hundred percent of the time. If you live your life by that and you don't push the river, you don't force your way into a situation. You don't try to push yourself into a situation. You just allow it and you accept it. It's the best way to live because, um, everything will just become unraveled and undone and emotions start to fly high and people start to get irritated and angry and mad and whatever. And sometimes you have to just sit back and say, well, apparently the universe has other plans for me at this time. And I'm waiting for divine timing. Sometimes it is a lesson in patience. You know, maybe the universe is testing you. Your higher self is testing you. And sometimes you didn't get that job that you really wanted because, you know, sure, it was 40 minutes away from your house and, you know, it was pretty decent money, but maybe the benefits package is like 75% of what you had written down on your must have list. And you were kind of, well, but I really need a job and eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And they said, and they gave you the job and, and you're not hearing back from the other one. And okay, fine. I'm just going to say yes. And so, but then you, you go to that job and you're getting ready and something happens. Maybe there's a car crash and now you're stuck on the freeway for an extra hour and you're an hour late to your very first job. I mean, your very first day of the job, right? And this is a made of scenario. I mean, I'm just making this up, but sometimes everything works like that. Right. And so while you're there stuck in traffic, something happens and the job that you really, really, really wanted. And you waited to hear back for three weeks and they didn't get back to you, but suddenly they get back to you while you're in that traffic jam, divine timing. You know, and now they've got a hundred percent of the benefits you wanted. It's like $10 more an hour and only 15 minutes away from your house. Oh my God. Oh, oh ye of little faith. Divine timing is everything. <laughs> so I wanted to bring that up because it is extremely, um, it's in, extremely important to realize and recognize when things don't work out your way. It's not meant to exactly. It's not meant to exactly work out the way that you wanted it to, but you don't have a whole picture. You don't have the whole universal picture in your mind. You only have it from your perspective. You know, um, if the universe has it in mind that you're going to make $30 an hour versus 20 and you only have to go 15 minutes away from your house versus 40 and you're going to have, you know, the chiropractic and vision and dental Whereas the other one, you only had medical. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things that you, the divine timing 
If you had only waited, if you had said no to the job that didn't have everything, because the real job is right there. The one you really wanted. You know, maybe you get along with this boss better. Maybe your true love works at, you know, works in the same building and you don't know, you know, so always keep that faith. And if you feel like an inkling in your gut where, uh, maybe I didn't really, I don't really want that, or I'm not really interested in this, you know, moving forward with that person or that project or moving to that city. There's a reason why there's a little bit of a nudge to hold back. And I believe that that nudge a lot of times is the timing isn't right because something else is ready and waiting for you, but it's not a hundred percent ready yet. It's percolating, but it's on its way to you. So I'm going to read something to you guys that I thought was pretty uh, cool about this topic of divine timing. So hold on a minute. and I'm going to pause this and go find that for you. All right. So uh, the account that I'm going to read this from, oh my goodness. Of course, you know, I had it all (laughs) queued up and Mercury retrograde doing what it does takes it down the second I was able to open it up three different times to make sure it worked and now of course (laughs) it's not working Ah, everything in divine timing (laughs) all right here we go that's what the name of this uh, post was divine timing and it's by awakened underscore soul underscore 1111 And I'll have you know that I sat down to start this uh, section at 11.11. It ended up being a lot later because of things that kept happening. I had to keep pausing it, but, you know, and starting over. (laughs) But anyway, um, so Awakened Soul 11.11 with an underscore between each of those sections of that name. Anyway, um... Divine timing. This is what they said. I know you're tired waiting for your desires to show up. You've kept yourself thinking positively and feeling good for so long now. And you just want success to arrive. However, very often we haven't learned the spiritual lessons that would allow us to not only fully enjoy what we desire, but handle it too. The universe will only ever give us what we can handle when we can handle it at a pace that we can enjoy. Everything you go through or experience leaves you with a lesson, a lesson that allows you to be able to handle what's next. Therefore, any moment you find yourself frustrated, annoyed, angry at the universe for not giving you what you want, be thankful and recognize that the universe is only protecting you. Right now, the universe is currently organizing situations and events that will lead to your success. Just have faith It's all arriving in divine timing. So there you have it. Now, I do agree with all of this. Every 
minuscule part of this. I'm not going to pick it apart and go, well, I don't agree with this or that like I do sometimes, but with this, I do agree with it. It's not the only reasons why things don't happen when you want them to. Sometimes you can handle it. Sometimes you're ready for it, but sometimes you still need to learn the lesson of patience, you know, just, just that in and of itself. And I'm sure you could have that house today or next year, but sometime between now and next year, you're going to learn patience. And if you get it now, maybe you won't have learned patience. And maybe that was what your higher self had planned for you as a lesson. So you have to have faith and patience for another year. You know, that might be the thing, you know, that might be the thing. It's not that you can't handle living in a house, you know, it's not that you can't handle getting that job or having that money. Sometimes there are other things at work. Sometimes there are other, like it says here, more spiritual lessons or things that you need to go through or experience so that it will leave you with a lesson that allows you to handle what's next. But I also believe, um, if you just take everything in stride and find your joy and your bliss, no matter what, you know, you could be homeless and happy. I know it sounds silly, sounds crazy, but my kids and I, we had a couple times in which we were homeless in the car and my oldest kid said to me, you know what, mom, I know we didn't have anything at that time. You know, the things we did have, the little that we did have was in storage, but honestly, those were the happiest moments of my life. You know, just sleeping in a different neighborhood every night and, you know, eating out a lot and just going out and talking to people and hanging out during the day in parks and just looking at the beauty and enjoying life and you know, we weren't stuck inside watching TV. We weren't doing boring homework, you know, because we didn't really focus on school when we were trying to just focus on not being caught by the police, basically, because it's illegal in the United States to be homeless, which is that in and of itself, it, it seems to me it's a crime. It should be a spiritual crime to arrest people who have very little You know, just whoever came up with that law. I mean, I'm not God and I can't send them to hell, but boy, I just feel like (laughs) that might be an apt and fitting, you know, couple years for people who um, demonize or criminalize others for not having a lot when the system is stacked against you anyway. You know, (laughs) especially in the United States, the system is fully stacked against you. You know, a friend of mine and I were talking today about, you know, how he thinks he's so privileged being in the United States. And he's always thought that he's very grateful. He's a very uh, humble person that way. Like, I'm so grateful for what I have. But then when I tell him what I have here in Ecuador, he's like, and, and for very, very little money compared to what he's got it. He's just like, damn, he's like. I don't believe I have the freedom. I don't think I have the the life. It's not as, you know, wholesome or, or fulfilling. You know, I have so, I spend so much money and I get so very little for my money and I spend so much time making that money. 
to have so very little (laughs) and also to have so very little freedom and then, you know, being treated poorly on top of it for various aspects, you know, of his life, um, being a person of color, being gay, you know, in the community, like it's just, it's like shit, you know, you work your ass off just to be treated poorly, you know, by your society. And also not still not still after years and years, decades, still not having everything you desire just because the, the odds are stacked against you. And then, you know, to find out, well, yeah, you could have a house for $60,000 here, a brand new house in a gated community, two miles to the beach with, you know, a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) What more do you want? You know, organic food, you know, you know, $300 will get you more fruits and vegetables than you could ever really eat. You end up throwing half of it away, (laughs) slopping the hogs with it or, you know, whatever. Just kidding. Not that you're going to have hogs in a gated community because they probably will frown upon that. But, (laughs) you know, like the, the things that you get here, you know, versus there, you know, and I know it's just, it's so hard and it just seems to me like, you know, that whole scenario of, you know, just feeling so bad about not being that part of society that you always wished you could be a part of, or, you know, the privileged part of society in which you have a decent job or, you know, and sometimes all of it has to do with perspective, shifting your focus, shifting everything, and also relying on divine timing. You know, for me, I got out of that scenario. I got out of that country. I got out of that, um, you know, I, I just got out of all of it because I, I just kept my eyes on, you know, happiness with my children. I focused on that. Like, what can we do? How can we live in a way in which we're together and we're happy and, you know, that we can be close and spend time together, you know, versus me running off to a job 60 hours a week and having a stranger raise my kids for the privilege of what? (laughs) paying for a nicer apartment, you know, (laughs) I was just like, I couldn't handle that. I'm like, no, I'd rather be with my kids and be a little bit poor for a while. And that's what I chose. But, um, I waited and everything was divine timing. And one thing led to another and bada boom, bada bing. I'm living in Ecuador. I'm three years away from being a citizen here. And, um, once I'm a citizen, I could travel all over the world and I could come back and live here and own property and everything else. And it's a beautiful, um, you know, for me, it's a beautiful plan, you know, for right now. And, um, I'm waiting, you know, the divine timing thing is just, it's all, it's all in God's hands. You know, um, I'm sitting here waiting for a a visa and they said, it's going to take 90 days to get your visa because we have so many applications ahead of yours you know, you know, your visa application looks good. You're probably going to get it, but you know, we're not going to let you know for three more months. It's like, damn. (laughs) Well, if they do kick me out of the country and I have to start over in a year, then, um, then so be it. But, or I could just marry a friend of mine or something. I don't know. Not that I'm going to do that, but I have a couple backups to the backup, (laughs) but also I'm, I'm planning on just going with what prime creator says all in divine timing, you know, um, I feel like it's a matter of, um, 
understanding that so many things have to come, so many components have to come together for everything to work out in your favor, especially when other people are involved and other, uh, factors are involved, you know, like maybe you want to buy a house right now, but the house that is going to put you right next door to somebody famous that is going to change your life and the course of your familial history forever. You know, say you're, say you're living middle of the road and you're getting ready to buy a house and you keep trying so hard. And then whatever this house falls through, that house falls through, you know, you put in a bid and it's over the price and then suddenly it's off the market. They're not going to sell. Well, shit, you know, and then you put in a price and they say yes. And suddenly someone else swoops in and steals it out from under you or the house burns down or some shit happens. Like that happened to me. I tried to buy a house in California and, and, um, I had all the financing in place. Everything was perfect and my car broke down and I had to buy a new car and, um, it should not have been a problem. I I had credit. I had been spending years building my credit. Everything was perfect. Everything was in place. And this guy, while I was out test driving his car, um, he ran my credit through 15 different companies and dropped me almost 300 credit points in, um, about 25 minutes. <laughs> so when I go to get that house, they're like, uh, I'm sorry, your credit score is half of what it was a month ago. What the hell happened? I'm like, what? <gasps> oh my God. And then come to find out years later, that house burned down in a fire. And I, my kids and I, we might've died in that fire. Um, that beautiful house. I would have spent every single thing I have, you know, I would have spent every penny on that house and maintaining it and keeping it up and fixing it. And, and I would have lost absolutely everything. And I might've even lost my life. Now I'm in a position where, um, I don't have the money today, but I know in divine timing, everything is, I see it starting to unfold. And I feel like there's a really beautiful half a million dollar house I have my eye on and I don't have the money right now, but I think in the future, very shortly, I'm going to have it. And I, and I'm starting to see it unfold where projects are coming my way. That looks like, okay, well that project might pay for an eighth of the house. And this project over here might be a 16th of the house. And that project over there might be half of the house money. I kind of see where things are starting to unfold. Right. And I'm like, okay, and now I'm, I'm, I'm being very patient and I'm praying about it and I'm asking God to guide me and I'm being patient about it. And in the meantime, I'm living in a little tiny apartment, 300 square feet, a, a bedroom, uh, in, in a living room combo. It's a combo, like living room, dining room, kitchen is one room <laughs> and my bedroom. And then a teeny tiny bathroom. That's all it is but I'm a couple blocks to the beach. It's really lovely. Uh, I get to hear the ocean every night when I sleep in the morning, I, I drink my coffee and, and have a tiny little view of the ocean. I have one little itty bitty area where I could look at the ocean and feel the breeze from the ocean on my face. But for that, I feel really grateful. It's like, okay, you know, I'm only paying $200 a month. 
you know, $20 for (laughs) electricity. It's not a whole lot. It's like, wow. But I know in divine timing, so I'm grateful for what I have and more is going to be given to me. And I just feel like any moment, you know, but, but had I done this other thing, I might've died three years ago and you guys never would have heard this podcast. Everything is in divine timing and everything happens for a reason. And I feel like as long as you keep this in mind, as you move forward in your life and you don't approach the universe with anger or disappointment or frustration, even though I know it can be frustrating, not having the love you want, not having the relationship you want, going to your mother's house yet one more year where they're complaining that you're not married yet. You don't got kids yet. You don't, you know, you haven't made enough of yourself in this world yet. Oh my God. I know. I know. Several of you have contacted me that have been through this and several of you are grateful that your parents aren't even around anymore to hound you about it. You know, some of you are older like me and it's like, yeah, my parents died and they never had to hound me because I was always on the right path according to them. You know, I went to, I went to college first, then I got married, then I had kids, you know, and then I just pretty much threw the idea of having a career out the window while I raised my kids on my own after my husband um, passed. And I don't regret any of it because, Hey, I've got wonderful kids and everything worked out. And now is my time to have my career after my kids are grown. And again, even that is a divine timing thing, right? I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I think I might've possibly, um, put my career first, made my money, bought a condo in LA. Maybe that I might've done things a little bit different. And then I probably would have met the same guy anyway, sold my condo and the whole thing ended up the same exact way <laughs> that it ended up anyway. I mean, it's possible that I could have ended up here, sitting here talking to you guys from, um, you know, just a mile and a half from Montanita beach, the best surfing beach in South America on the Pacific side. <laughs> I don't even surf, but I love saying that I love being here. I think it's an amazing it's amazing vibe. I went down there to, um, the pizza parlor. I shouldn't call it a parlor. It's an open air. It's like, it's like a roof with, uh, six poles (laughs) and, and the roof is like a thatched roof, I think. And then, and then it's got like a wooden frame. And then from the wooden frame on either end, there's these amazing swings. So when the place is closed, you could still walk inside, um, and swing on the swings. So it's kind of a fun little thing for kids. You know, they happen to be walking by (laughs) that part of town and they're only open three days a week. They're going to add a fourth day in the summertime, you know, so three days a week they have off because they have their own family and life is wonderful for them. But I went down there tonight and I, I sat at my favorite, um, table and I, ordered my pizza and my glass of wine. And I brought my little, uh, book that has, um, my list of what I want in my life and why, and the list of why I want it. Like, what do I want to do with it? You know, what, what do you need a million dollars for? Okay. Well, you know, you write it down. You know, most people say I want money and you ask them why. And they're like, well, you know, normal stuff. Want to buy a house, want to buy a car, you know? But what else do you want? What do you want it? Why do you want it? You know, and and that's part of the divine timing too. You're not going to get it at all unless you know exactly what you want and exactly why. And you have to have a burning 
white hot burning desire to get it as well. <laughs> you know, if you have zero desire to go for it or, or even think about it, then you're probably not going to get it too. And that's part of the divine timing. You got to, you know, time it with your passion as well. But I just sat there and I looked at all, you know, I would look at my affirmations. I went over my affirmations. I felt my gratitude. I just sat there and then, um, my, um, Amiga there, she brought me my glass of wine and, after a few minutes, I had my pizza and I ate a couple, I think I ate three pieces of pizza and then put the rest in the, um, container that I brought from home. And I came home and I, and I washed my laundry and I hung my laundry up. And, uh, that's another thing today. Like all these things I've been wanting to get done in my house, suddenly out of nowhere, the landlord shows up and he says, okay, so I bought a switch to fix your shower. Now you're going to have hot water again. Oh my God. Thank God. (laughs) And, and he said, I'm not going to make you pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. And I also bought you a light bulb and he changed my light bulb. And he taught me how to use the washing machine. It's extremely complicated. It's like a $600 electronic panel on the side of this thing. I've never seen a washing machine this intense in my life. It's like a computer attached to the side of this thing. But he said, because you've been waiting to learn how to do this for so long, you know, and you've been so patient waiting. I waited almost a month to get that light bulb changed. So he's like, you know what? Let's just look. And you haven't had a hot shower in three months. He's like, all right, you get to wash your laundry, um, for free, you know? And I'm like, all right, cool. Normally he charges $5 a week or whatever to do your laundry once, once a week. But So I was just like, all right, cool. So everything I got, I got everything done today, not the DMT thing, but that's everything is in divine timing. I'm glad I, I got delayed because now I have light in my bathroom. I have hot water again to take a shower. I got my, my laundry finished, um, not finished, finished, but it's down there hanging up drying and tomorrow morning I can get it. And, and I have clean clothes already. And I'm just like, feeling so much more settled, you know, but I had to wait for that divine timing, you know, even for little things like that. Sometimes we have to wait for it. You know, I was going to maybe do the pizza tomorrow, but instead everything got delayed and changed and, you know, rearranged. So I got there tonight and my God, that was a really good pizza pie. He made me tonight. It was better than it has been in weeks. And I don't know why, but I do know the divine timing somehow like the oven was heated just perfect by the time my pie went in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes it's a little bit, you know, cold when he starts, if I get there too early or whatever. And tonight for whatever reason, it was perfect. So there you have it, you know, divine timing will get you, you know, maybe your next door neighbor will be the the next person you work on a project with. And suddenly you're famous. Suddenly you're rich. Suddenly everything works out. Maybe, you know, you meet the love of your life because you were delayed a little bit, you know, um, keep it in mind. Just be grateful, have an attitude of gratitude, no matter what. And eventually everything you want is going to come to pass. So there you have it. Uh, let's get over to spaceweather.com. Uh, the solar wind speed right now is 287.7 kilometers per second. 
And I've been looking at this today. Um, it, I mean, it's come down from like 291, like an hour and a half ago. So it's just gained less and less. It's just like we have whatever energy is happening is happening, but it's not the solar wind. <laughs> um, there was a meteor outburst, uh, that was confirmed. The predictions were correct. Meteors rained over Antarctica yesterday when earth crossed through a stream of debris from comet 15 P Finley. And this was, um, you know, the source of the newly discovered arid meteor shower that we talked about in the past, uh, two, uh, episodes. So they said it wasn't the storm that forecasters had expected, but it was pretty significant as a shower, which means next year we are also going to have an arid meteor shower. So that's kind of cool and exciting. I don't know what that energy is that it's bringing to us on a spiritual level, but I bet it's doing something. And somebody did write to me, um, in the past few months and I wanted to say a big shout out and thank you to Linda from Kent, Washington, who did send me a one-time sizable donation that will really, you're going to keep me in pancakes and blueberries for the next month. (laughs) You're going to keep me in, you know, eating. That's my food money for the next month. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Maybe, maybe it's probably two and a half, three weeks worth of food, but still, that is a massive help. And I wanted to say thank you specifically to Linda. She's a very interesting lady. She's read a lot of books that I've read and she's been studying metaphysics since 1972. And that made me really happy to hear that, you know, it's just awesome when I can hear from you guys, my listeners who especially long-term listeners. And I'm grateful to receive everything, um, you know, donations from you. Now I have to go through the list. I've got to write down everyone's names and I will shout out to you. I'm going to try to do this next week if I remember, but I got a $15 donation from one of you. I got a $10 donation. I've gotten, um, $150, um, just yesterday. I've gotten a $300 donation you know, it's like no amount is too small or too large for me to accept. I mean, I'm grateful for every single, and and all, all of it goes towards my just surviving and living from day to day so that I can focus on the show. So I wanted just to say shout out to Linda and thank you for that. It was a pretty big donation. So, um, yes, um, if you want to, you can either Zelle me bank to bank or PayPal me, um, at the same email, which is mermaidgirl eight, eight, eight at gmail.com. And I believe there's a way to do it anonymously if you really wanted to, but if you don't want me to say your name for whatever reason on the air, I'm never going to say last names unless I totally screw up. I have in the past, oops, <laughs> said people's last names, but Usually I don't, I just say a first name and maybe where the person's from in general, but I just, uh, wanted to not go another second without acknowledging that I'm really grateful for that. Um, all right. So let's get back to the space weather. 
New magnetic flux is emerging near the primary core of AR2882, the juxtaposition of oppositely signed magnetic fields increases the odds of a significant flare from this formerly quiet sunspot. Now, I believe we maybe that maybe what it said yesterday. I honestly can't remember, but, um, so it looks like we might, I mean, it's going to be there for quite a while because it's still like, it's not even halfway through its journey across the earth side of the sun. I mean, we're going to be there for two or three more weeks with this as a potential, um, solar flare threat, but only time will tell. Um, it's a pretty intense movie here. If you want to check out this restless sunspot, it is crackling with C-class solar flares right now. It is pretty restless. It's pretty exciting. According to NASA's solar dynamics observatory, they have released to the public a really exciting, um, kind of, I mean, I like this stuff, so it's exciting for me. (laughs) It's kind of an exciting video. It's pretty intense. Um, so if you want to go check it out, the Aurora Borealis over Ilulisat ice fjord is absolutely incredible. It looks like something out of a unicorn poster from the 1980s. (laughs) I mean, this is really what, I mean, this is like my little pony world. I can't believe how pink and purple and magenta and fuchsia and yellow and green. And oh my God, it's just beautiful. This is the West coast of Greenland where the hyperactive glacier Sermek Kujalek meets the sea and Ruslan Merzlakov decided to go there and he opened his camera up and he took this picture and it looks like the fifth dimension. So I really highly encourage you to go see spaceweather.com to look at this absolutely incredible picture of the Milky Way and Aurora Borealis over this uh, fjord. It is absolutely magnificent. It's, um, it kind of gave me the chills when I first saw it, quite honestly. It's all in these beautiful pastel rainbow colors. And this is what I saw in a vision of what the fifth dimension is going to look like when we're officially fully in it. So, um, the Ulu neutron counts has gone down by 0.3%. We're at 9% of the space age average, according to the, um, university Ulu in Finland. Um, let's see here. There's still no significant coronal holes facing us from the sun. And today there were eight fireballs that were sporadic filmed or caught on camera by NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network. And that, and I, you know, again, I don't know what it does, but I feel like it does something. Now somebody did write to me and ask me, Oh gosh. Um, I think it was Tommy of Norway. Actually, uh, he wrote me this really amazing email and sent me a picture of this meteorite that happened to land next to him 
Oh God, I can't, I can't remember the story. Now I feel like I'm put on the spot because I'm trying to relay it to you guys. And, <laughs> but this meteorite gave me the chills when I looked at the picture of it. He, um, it was like a square cube. It looked like a little Borg cube. And then one end of it was completely melted as it had entered the atmosphere and it landed right next to him. And it was like still red hot on the one end. And he showed me a picture of it and it gave me the chills. It looked like a man with a beard, um, leaning in, getting ready to kiss the love of his life. It was that kind of a look on his face, right? It almost looked like Vincent van Gogh. I don't know. That's what I saw in this, this, uh, meteorite that he had sent me, but he asked me what are, what's the spiritual significance of something like that? And what is the, what are the odds that when you're out looking, I think he was looking at the Aurora Borealis or something, you know, he was outside, he was contemplating something to do with God and here a meteorite lands right next to him. <laughs> like, wow. First of all, God really loves you, Tommy. That that's the first thing you ought to know because those things, if you did decide to sell it, they're very, very uh, expensive. They're worth a lot of money. Although if it was me, I would keep it forever. It would become a family heirloom that gets passed down through generations because what a story. And I don't know what the spiritual significance is of it. I'm still going to have to do some research. And he asked if I could do a channeling um, and ask uh, God about it. And I think I might have to ask Prime Creator about it. And um, if I remember to do that next week, maybe I'll do that. Or in general, I just ask him and tell you guys about it in the introduction in the next week. I just thought that was so, so interesting. And I wanted to um, let you know Schumann Resonance News coming out of Italy right now uh, with DisclosureNews.it. It's a complete data blackout. <laughs> blackout. So speaking of Mercury retrograde and divine timing, complete blackout. Um, it's just there's no information at all, n- nothing whatsoever. And of course, heart math is back up <laughs> and they've been out for two days. So here we go with this mercury retrograde in full force coming in hot speaking in meteorites <laughs> and, and my show yesterday with Tim, the cosmic threader, like, man, I mean, all the crazy synchronicities and I keep seeing them. And there's one I'm about to tell you guys in a minute. So here we go. Now, according to the 2300 hour on Wednesday, October 6th, this is what was going on at the Schumann Resonance in other parts of the world outside of Italy. In California, they were at 104 hertz frequency. In Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, they still both remain at zero hertz frequency. And probably I would be willing to say even today, they're probably there at zero uh, Lithuania is at 158 Hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada is at 150 Hertz frequency. And last but not least guys, we've got ourselves an angel number. That's very special. <laughs> um, 144 Hertz frequency is the Schumann resonance in Hulului, South Africa. 144. If you keep seeing that number, you might want to look it up. 
All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we are going to go over the weekly weird world news after we do the earth changes report. And I'm not going to do everything that happened in the past six or seven weeks, but I'm going to tell you exactly where to go. If you want to go find out what happened during our big break between seasons of the show. All right, that's it guys. I'm going to be right back right after this. Watching the world evolve and transform is the tagline for watchers.news. And this is where I go to get our news basically for the earth changes report. And I like to look at what's happening to people around the world as well as of course the earth itself so that we can foster in us a sense of love and compassion, honor and respect towards other people. And when we feel compassion for what people are experiencing, especially if it's very different from our own lives, it opens up our heart chakra And when we learn to love everybody and having this open, your heart chakra open and having the ability to have compassion for what others are going through, it leads you to that love. And when you learn to build a solid foundation of love, like a platform you can stand on this foundation becomes the springing board from which you can become an ascended master. And when you open up the chakra beneath your feet, that is the chakra that is pretty much responsible for your ability to unify with others through your complete and total presence of love and compassion And, um, it's kind of an impersonal love, you know, your heart love and your heart chakra is more of a person to person sort of love, but the foundational love in the chakra, that's, I would have to say it's like about a foot and a half to two feet beneath our feet. If you were going to put it in a physical way, even though it's technically not physical, it's interdimensional, it's multidimensional. But when you, um, look at it from this perspective and you notice that when that chakra is open and it kind of connects you to the planet and it connects you to other people, but it can only do so when you have learned to love everybody period, no matter what. And there's going to come a time in your life, if you haven't already done this, when you not only love your family and your friends and random strangers, you literally love all of the people on the planet. And you also get to a point where you love everybody 
in the universe, regardless of what their actions are, what they're doing. You start to see people as beings who are either asleep or awake rather than good or evil or evil or good. Um, (laughs) You start to realize that everyone on the planet is in a state of flux and in a state of uh, gaining more awareness. Just like you wouldn't judge somebody who's asleep, who rolls over and accidentally kicks you, you know, say you're laying next to your cousin or something on a Christmas vacation and they roll over and they, they kick you. And maybe when you're a kid, something like this might've happened to you and you don't get mad. You, you kind of rub your shin and kind of laugh a little like, man, they're pretty violent while they sleep. That's funny. And then when they wake up, they have no idea. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And that's the way it is with us spiritually. You know, we don't always have the ability to see ourselves for what we are doing or be aware of our actions while we are spiritually asleep. I, for one, uh, know that I have come a very long way from where I used to be 20, 30 years ago. I am so grateful that I am open-hearted, open-minded, and I've come to the position in which I do love everybody, regardless of, you know, unfair or unjust laws or actions they're taking, or even if they're terrible people (laughs) to other people, I still have a general sense of, but I still love you as a human being, as a creation of our one true creator. And I want you guys to try to foster and distill this inside or instill this inside of you, um, as well. And so going over the earth changes report is my little way to not only do that and accomplish that, but also to, um, kind of see how the apocalypse and the Armageddon is coming along. (laughs) We are in the end of the world. These are the end times, right? So apocalypse means, uh, lifting of the veil, basically becoming less asleep and more awake. And Armageddon means the end of one world and the beginning of a new world. We're ending the 3d schematic and we're opening up to the fifth dimension as we raise our vibration up. So let's have love and compassion and prayers for the people as we go through what other people are going through. Now I'm going to read the headlines and the first sentence or two of each article because it's going to take a while to get through it. Um, and this is from watchers dot news. So here we go. I'm only going to read what happened in the past week. So if you want to know what happened in the past six weeks, you're going to have to go there yourself and read up on it. So here we go. Now this is starting back, um, a week ago on October 1st. So I'm going to read what's happened this week. An eight story building has collapsed after heavy rains have hit in Shimla, India, in Himachal Pradesh, 
so um, landslides and heavy rain had hit the region. So I don't know um, if anyone died. I'm not going to go into the article itself because, like I said, lots to get through. Let's send um, the families and all the people there who lived there and even people who have passed um, through this disaster. Let's just send them love and light and to the region for all of the um, heavy rain and the landslides. Let's imagine and visualize uh, love and warmth and sunshine energy there. And hopefully nothing more um, bad will happen over there. So um, Southern Angola, on the other hand, has been facing the worst drought since 1981, and it has led to severe hunger. This is what they're calling an extended hunger season. According to Echo, the poor harvests have severely affected the population's access to food in the region, which of course is highly dependent on the rain. So, I mean, while we're having, you know, um, too much rain in some areas, we're having too little rain in other areas. So let's send love and light to the people of Angola and, um, imagine that rain is coming forthcoming and also that the people are able to get supplies. Um, I don't know how to look into that right now. It doesn't say, but, um, there might be some red cross relief efforts. If you have it in your heart to, um, look into that and send a donation. Um, if they're even doing that, I don't know, honestly. So, all right. The next one is interesting. Um, a tornado has hit downtown Yantai, China's Shandong province on the 1st of October, according to Eric Wang, an extreme weather enthusiast. Oh, good for him. (laughs) The damage is consistent with an EF one rating. And this tornado was pretty intense. It collapsed buildings, flipped cars, went directly downtown. Um, I don't know what to do about that now because it's over. It happened now. It's over. Let's send love and light though, to the people who have PTSD after having, uh, experienced and witnessed that, that sounds, uh, kind of rough, honestly. Um, all right, next we go to Fiji in, uh, Vanuatu, a very deep magnitude 7.3 earthquake has hit this region and here we go for angel numbers it was a depth of 536 kilometers of otherwise known as 333 333 miles deep so um according to the emsc they said it was 329 miles deep or 531 kilometers so the usgs they're the ones that said 333 and so um It looks like even though this hit the Fiji region, it did not hit the islands necessarily, but it, because it was so deep, even even though it was very strong earthquake, 7.3 is nothing to sneeze at, man. If that had been in a city that would have done major damage. Um, let's send them love and light and calm energy. Hopefully everything is fine there. If it got worse after that, if there was an aftermath, like a tsunami, 
we'll hear about that in a few minutes because usually there's a follow-up story, you know, earlier on the page or I mean, later on the page, I'm going backwards. I'm on page two and I'm working my way back to page one, just so you know. Okay. Um, a bright fireball has illuminated the sky over Minas Gerais in Brazil, or I, I, I don't know how to say this. M I N A S G E R A I S. I don't speak Portuguese. Ironically though, I could read it like I'm reading English. <laughs> it's really strange, but, um, but I don't know how to pronounce it. And when I hear people speaking it, I'm like, what? I'm super lost. I kind of understand Spanish mostly and obviously English and Portuguese is in the middle between them. But for some reason, I just don't understand it. So I can't say this word. If you're from Brazil, my apologies. Um, but anyway, this bright fireball has streaked through the night sky over M I N A S G E R A I S Brazil. Um, at 44, here's another angel number at 44 UTC time. <laughs> and that's, um, basically at midnight and, you know, 44 minutes after midnight. Um, it's kind of an awkward way to write it, but there you go. Um, on the 30th of, uh, 2021, but it was only reported a couple days later. The event itself was recorded by, uh, Clima or Clima Al Vivo platform cameras from the cities of Itamonte, Varjina y um, Patos de Minas in Minas Gerai or Gerai and also from Rio de Janeiro. So very interesting. I don't think anything happened other than that's kind of a cool event. They got to witness that. Now this is a strange one. Um, <laughs> in Italy, uh, the vol- volcano, volcano, <laughs> it's a strange name. Uh, it's like Vulcan, like Spock with the O at the end, Vulca- Volcano, Volcano. <laughs> uh, the alert level is raised to yellow. The last eruption of this volcano took place in 1890. So there have been significant changes over the past several weeks that helped them decide the country's civil protection department have decided to raise the alert level to yellow because it looks like this is getting ready to wake up. So 1890, I mean, that's a a good long while. What's that? 130 years or something. So we'll keep an eye on that in coming weeks. A tropical cyclone called Shaheen Gulab is heading toward landfall in Oman and they're expecting it on the third. So this is already like a week ago with maximum sustained winds of 130 kilometers per hour or 80 miles an hour. So there was, um, another cyclone apparently called Gulab and this one formed from the remnants of that tropical cyclone. So, We'll hear from the, about that in a little bit, I guess. Uh, major oil spill has hit the Orange County coast in California, unfortunately, in a town in which I uh, was raised partially for a couple years. I lived in Huntington Beach, California, Surf City, USA. 
as they call it. And they even called it that in the beach boys, um, songs. This is a very special place. This is where my grandparents lived and my great grandma. And I even went to kindergarten there in this town. And unfortunately they have had a major oil spill and this has this event has triggered coastal closures and emergency responses. Wildlife officials have warned residents um, and doesn't say what I'm going to have to go into the article, probably not to go into the water and not maybe don't make rescue efforts of wildlife on your own. Make sure it's part of a greater relief effort because you don't actually want to end up hurting the birds. Um, you know, they're covered in oil. I, if I was there, I'd be wearing my mask because, you know, breathing in that oil is no, it's no picnic, but I would be there washing off the birds. That's very sad. Um, that is really sad. A shallow and let's send love and light. By the way, I forgot to say that. Um, let's send a love and light to, um, uh, Oman, um, a lot of sunshine to Oman. And let's just send a lot of love and comforting energy to the animals um, that are suffering from this oil spill in Huntington beach in South Sandwich islands region, a shallow 6.2 earthquake has hit at a depth of 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles only. And both the USGS and the EMSC have reported the same magnitude and depth and the magnitude of 6.2 in the South Sandwich Islands region. Um, and I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like it was actually on an island, so it's off the coast. So let's just send them love and light in case, but I think everything's okay. It was just, you know, a reported earthquake. No more. So uh, lava... Oh, wow, here we go. Lava continues to erupt from multiple vents at Kilauea. Sulfur dioxide emissions have increased in Hawaii. So lava continues to erupt from multiple vents along the floor and the western wall of Kilauea's Halemaumau crater since the 29th of September. As of October uh, 3rd, all lava lava <laughs> why, why lava <laughs> lava activity is confined within the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park in Halemaumau so that's good that has been a very active volcano in the past uh, several um Years, so Goddess Pele, she's really busy. Send her love and light, and also to the people, the residents, and especially people with asthma over there, to send them lots of love and light. And imagine clear and fresh air around them. You know when, uh, when that lava flows and hits the ocean water, it combines to make hydrochloric acid, and it gets up in the air. And if you breathe it in it will burn your lungs. It's very dangerous. And it's one of the, it's like one of those things that if you live in Hawaii, you've got to, it's a small sacrifice, you know, you make to live in paradise. 
and it's um it's kind of sad you know for the people but it does make the island bigger so more people could eventually live there so yeah i guess it's a little bit of a trade-off huh all right um apparently tropical cyclone shaheen gulab did officially make landfall in oman and it had maximum sustained winds between 101 120 and 150 kilometers per hour or 75 to 93 miles per hour and of course it brought a lot of rain with it hopefully it's okay we're going to go to the next we could send sunshine to oman as i said already now we're going to go to the next page all right so uh we're on page one now uh this massive oil spill that hit orange county that we mentioned earlier there's another article, follow-up article. Um, it killed birds, marine life, and um, I guess it's originating. This is a massive oil slick originating from a pipeline leak that has now hit the beaches of Orange County, California over the weekend. It raised uh, grave wildlife and environmental concerns, of course, And it started, I guess, when they first were alerted to it, was when residents of Newport Beach reported smelling gas. Uh, That is, that's just terrible. Um, I don't know if you guys remember back in uh, season four, it was reported that a similar thing happened in Mexico. Uh... In, in front of, I guess it was kind of near um, a uh, platform, an oil rig platform, and it caught on fire by lightning. So the oil bubbled up from the leak and then lightning struck it and it caught on fire. And they took pictures of it, I guess, by drone or plane from above. And it was like a burning eye in the ocean. It was the craziest picture. I'm sure you could go see it on YouTube, um, you know, or just see articles on it. But this kind of thing has been happening a lot. And I don't know to make of it um, other than we really ought to stop using fossil fuels, right? We should do something. Let's just continue to pray for marine wildlife and the birds over there. That's terrible. Um, A bright fireball over Spain was generated by a meteoroid from Comet D-1978-R1, otherwise known as Comet Haneda-Campos, and it was observed by a wide number of eyewitnesses over southern Spain. This bright object overflew the province of Granada in Andalusia and was recorded by the SMART project, which is pretty cool. And all I could see, oh, I just looked and we had 22 minutes, 22 seconds. Here's your angel number, 2222. Um, all you could see is this just bright, bright fireball. It's just kind of a black and white photo here. Not much, nothing much to see here, folks, but pretty bright, though, in the photo. Um, asteroid 2021TX flew past Earth. At 0.1 lunar distance. Holy shit, we almost died, guys. (laughs) Well, and my life did not even pass before my eyes. Oh my god. 
on October 1st. <laughs> wow. And they're saying it was a distance of 0.11 lunar distances from this measured from the center of our planet. My God. This is the 95th known asteroid to fly past Earth within one lunar distance, I believe, this year. But if you want to go see the rest of the article to learn more, it's on watchers.news first page. There was a bright fireball. (laughs) This is becoming a theme. Bright fireball spotted west of Denver, Colorado. And while the event was mainly seen from Colorado, the American Meteor Society also received reports from Wyoming and New Mexico. In total, they did receive 50 reports over this, which as I'm looking at it, I mean, it looks like it's taken at night, but it's as bright as the damn sun. These are all very bright. Lots of magnesium in these fireballs. That's what makes it so white, hot, bright. So yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Um, The South Pole has registered the coldest winter on record. A weather station at the Amundsen-Scott South Pole Station registered record cold winter temperatures this season from April to September, averaging negative 61.1 degrees Celsius or negative 77.9 degrees Fahrenheit. This broke the previous record set in 19. 76, which was only 0.77 degrees Fahrenheit below zero (laughs) and negative 60.6 degrees centigrade. So, um, it's just a little bit, just a little smidgen colder, but it's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but pretty, pretty interesting stuff, man. Um, Italy breaks a national six-hour rainfall record with 19.5 inches of rain in just six hours. Wow. Or uh, 496 millimeters. I don't know why people that use the metric system insist on using the smallest increment possible to measure so much rain. They could have said 49.6 centimeters. That means a little bit more than 496 millimeters. Millimeters are minuscule. <laughs> it should be called minuscule meters. <laughs> oh my God, they're so tiny. It's funny to me. I don't know. The metric system is crazy. You know, when, when it's measured like this. <laughs> It's just like, wow, 496, what? Millimeter, oh, well, millimeters. <laughs> They're so tiny. Anyway, yeah, so basically almost 20 inches of rain. You know, for those of us that are from the United States and still on the old school system. So a weather station in Cairo, Montanet, province of Savona, in the northwest Italian region of Liguria, recorded... 19.5 inches or 496 millimeters, 49.6 centimeters of rain in just six hours on the 4th of October. This did break the country's six hour rainfall record that was set back in 2011 of 472 millimeters or 18.6 inches set, you know, back then in a six hour uh, period. So 
I don't know what to do with that one. Just send them love and light and sunshine. As far as the South Pole is concerned, it's always going to be cold. I guess we could send them a little bit of sun, but, you know, not a lot of people live there. Just the people in that weather station, honestly. That's it. No one really lives there um, besides the scientists. And it's very, very, ooh, very dangerous and very cold. I've seen documentaries on it. It blew my mind. It's very interesting stuff. Okay. Um, flash floods have hit Marseille after two months worth of rain happened overnight in France. Flash floods hit parts of the city of Marseille in Southern France after 173 millimeters or 6.8 inches. See 173 millimeters make it sound like, Oh my God. Oh, Holy moly. 173 millimeters. Well, what? But when you put as far as 6.8 inches, that's not very much at all. (laughs) I guess it kind of is, though. I mean, I guess it is. Okay, two months worth of rain in in overnight. Yeah, that's that's kind of a lot. I guess when you add it up together. (laughs) Anyway, it, it fell overnight, most of it in the space of two hours. Damn. Now that's a lot of rain in two hours. Almost seven inches of rain. That's a lot. So, um, let's send sunshine to Marseille, to France. Let's just send France sunshine. Explosive activity at Cumbre Vieja with falling pyroclasts and volcanic bombs. Literally B-O-M-B-S bombs. Holy moly. In La Palma, in the Canary Islands. Wow. So this is explosive falling pyroclasts, volcanic bombs. Ooh, I bet that's exciting to watch, but I would not want to be there. (laughs) I would love to watch this from a uh, drone (laughs) or maybe a video camera that's set up there. I would not want to be there at this moment, but wow, that's very interesting. So this is crazy. 1,100, 1,100, what the hell am I saying? 1,045 buildings have been destroyed by lava since the start of this eruption. Holy moly. We've been missing a lot with this. Wow. Let's send uh, love and light to the people of the Canary Islands in um, La Palma's Cumbre Vieja Volcano. That is crazy. A 6.0 earthquake has hit off the coast of Iwate Prefecture in Honshu, Japan. And it was a depth of 31 miles. Um, No, it doesn't say who reported that. I think it was registered by the JMA. That's... um, I think the Japanese Meteorological Association, but I could be wrong about that. Um, it doesn't explain it. So the USGS reported it at a 5.6 magnitude earthquake at the depth of 54 kilometers or 33 miles. Here we go again. Another angel number 33 and EMSC said 5.6 magnitude at a depth of 60 kilometers or 37 miles. So that's shallow-ish. Um, 
but I'm looking at this. It, it was off the coast of Japan. It wasn't really in Japan, but that can cause tsunamis. So let's send them love and light. Um, hopefully nothing happened to the people there. Now more than 8,000 earthquakes have been recorded near Kailir, Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland. So 8,200 earthquakes. Wow. These are occurring not far from the ongoing Fagradasfjall eruption. So it just seems like that region is going to be that way for a while. It's in love and light to the people of Reykjanes Peninsula and in Iceland. Um, Iceland. <laughs> Italy has now set a new European record for 12 hours worth of rainfall. A severe storm has stalled over Northwest Italy on the 4th of October, dumping record-breaking rain and causing floods and landslides. In addition, the storm produced more than half a million lightning strikes. Holy shit. Half a million lightning strikes. Crap. That's a lot of lightning. Holy moly, within 48 hours. Oh my God. And this day started with 496 millimeters, also known as 19.5 inches of rain. So that's, man, is that the same? That's the same one. I mean, it's Italy. It's the same one that we talked about a minute ago. Yes. Okay. It is. I'm like, I'm like, it's not weird that that exact same number keeps coming up. No, it's from the same exact storm. So it ended up being a 12-hour record rainfall and a mil, half a million, 500,000 lightning strikes in two days. Holy moly. Let's send sunshine to Italy. A major, is speaking of Italy, a major explosion at Stromboli Volcano with a significant amount of pyroclastic material has taken place. This major explosion ejected a significant amount of coarse pyroclastic material that surpassed the crater terrace and it affected the area of Pizzo Sopra La Fossa and Schiari del Fuoco. So I don't know to say about that other than just send love and light to this volcano. It's doing its thing and let's send love and light to the people near it ish. I don't think anyone lives right near it, but cause they know better. But, um, hopefully everything is fine over there. A shallow magnitude 5.9 earthquake has hit Pakistan, killed at least 20 people and injured over 300. Let's send love and light to those people and all of their families and all the people affected in the region near Harnai, Balochistan province. They, uh, Let's see, the National Seismic Monitoring Monitoring Center in Pakistan reported a depth of 15 kilometers or 9.3 miles. And this was a 5.9 earthquake. So love and light and um, warm hug energy to the people of Pakistan. They've got to be suffering a little bit PTSD there. That's... um, it's very hard to go through a volcano like that and you just you're totally helpless there's nothing you can do 
you know, you run outside and hope that the power lines don't go down in front of you. <laughs> That's like pretty much all it is. I've lived through um, earthquakes and it's just, it's like, what can you do but that? So as far as the weekly volcanic activity report, remember 21, you know, 20 to 21 uh, volcanoes every week is normal going off, um, you know, at any given moment on earth, that's normal on the planet. But this week, new activity and unrest was reported for four new volcanoes. And during the same period, ongoing activity was reported for 18 volcanoes, which brings us to 22 volcanoes popping off at this time, which means we have one more than is considered normal. So we're having a little bit more volcanic activity than is a normal amount this week. Now in Greece, there was an earthquake. It was pretty, pretty huge. Magnitude 6.0 earthquake hit Crete in Greece. I'm sending you guys my love and my light. I know a lot of people over there do listen to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, even in Cyprus and um, parts of Greece. I have been on the list of, um, <laughs> like I, I was registered on the list over there. So if you're hearing this, know that we are praying for you. 4,000 homes are uninhabitable after this magnitude 6.0 earthquake has hit Crete. Um, so they're saying it was a magnitude 6.0 and 5.8 earthquake. So it looks like there was like two in a row. Um, yeah, this is the engineering teams were called out to from the Ministry of Infrastructure to survey a total of 8,540 buildings for damage. So I don't know what to tell you guys other than we are praying for you. Sit tight, be very careful. And uh, everyone just pray for the people of that region. A strong magnitude 6.1 earthquake has now hit near Tokyo, Japan. Oh, registered by the JMA as magnitude 6.1. And it was a depth of 80 kilometers or 50 miles. The USGS said it was a 5.9 at a depth of 38 miles or 62 kilometers. And EMSC said it was a 5.9 at a depth of 80 kilometers or 50 miles. So um, let's send them love and light. I didn't. I don't really pay attention to the normal news, so I'm sure this was in the news, though. Every time anything hits Tokyo, you know, there's a lot of people live there. Um, I do want to visit someday. Let's send them love and light. Um, as, and the last but not least, one more article, and then we get into the weird news. A shallow magnitude 6.1 earthquake hit Macquarie Island region in the southwestern Pacific Ocean. So it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it was a magnitude 6.1, and it was reported at a depth of 6.2 miles or 10 kilometers, and the EMSC reported it at a depth of 30 kilometers or 18 miles and a magnitude 5.9. But um, that's it. That is it for... um, That is it for uh, watchers.news. Now we're going to go over to look at weird or odd news from foxnews.com. I know this is a very 
strange uh, place for me to get the news, but um, there was some pretty funny articles here that I saw earlier that I I wanted to uh, quickly uh, just relay the headlines of because they're awfully fun. And we do this as our reward for having prayed and sent love and compassion for other people around the world. And now this is what, this is our reward. Okay. Well, we're going to start off with a really cute uh, story. A stingray photobombs a baby's picture with the exact matching facial expression as the baby. (laughs) This is a hilarious picture. This is foxnews.com forward slash category forward slash odd news. If you want to see this picture, a stingray in an aquarium made a mom burst out laughing when it photobombed a picture of her baby. And they both have the same expression and they really do too. It's pretty funny. All right. Um, (laughs) stingrays are so adorable. Okay. A New York city light pole outside of Fox news headquarters was swarmed by bees and they had to, um, go out and rescue the bees and this colony had 10,000 bees in it and they used a gentle vacuum to vacuum it up over there near Times Square. I thought that was kind of interesting. Gotta love the bees. I hope none, none of the bees were hurt in the vacuuming up of their colony. Now in West Virginia, this, I don't know. Uh, I almost don't want to say this one. This is awful. This is kind of Halloween-ish, though, um, ish. A West Virginia man allegedly decided to chase his family with an axe. And a quote from the man is, I had to kill them to get the demons out. <laughs> oh, good God. He was arrested last week after he allegedly chased his parents while wielding an axe and a bow and an arrow at the same time telling deputies he had to kill them to get the demons out. Okay. So I think we could ho'oponopono the demons out of this man. I'm sure it wasn't his family that had the demons. (laughs) That sounds a little bit much like the pot calling the kettle black in my opinion, but I don't really know. Let's just send love and light to this dude. He looks quite disturbed. But of course, if you think your parents have demons in them that would make you look disturbed as well (laughs) uh new york city again there's more news uh the police rescue a man who fell 30 feet into a storm drain he was 47 years old and um uh, there's a a footage if you want to see it um thank god he's rescued but that's pretty crazy and here's fun here's here's fun travel um news A couple took a road trip in a converted hearse that they have nicknamed the Grim Sleeper. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Oh, my gosh. So Shannon Orr, 24 years old, and Ian Cameron, 31 years old, from Warrington, UK, drive across Scotland's North Coast 500 and their 1998 Volvo 960 hearse. And it shows them here, There's they have a kind of a tarp or tent um, kind of covering from the hearse um, onto the ground, and then they have chairs underneath that. And 
that's hilarious. They're, you know, probably to block the, you know, the wind or whatever. That's really hilarious. The grim sleeper. <laughs> I gotta love that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Halloween ish news today. Um, from this website, North Carolina sisters have said that a stranger's body <laughs> was in their mother's casket after a funeral home mix up. Oh my God. This uh, casket was supposed to contain their mother, but they made the startling discovery that there was indeed a stranger's body in the casket instead. Oopsies. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry about that. I, I'm sure they got it all fixed, but it is odd news. A missing Turkish man has joined the search party for himself. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> that's rich. <laughs> this is excellent. <laughs> Who are we looking for? You? <laughs> I mean, two time, two days in a row. <laughs> I mean, if you guys listen to the Cosmic Threader last night. He was missing, he had missing time, and when he came back, people were out searching, and he said, Who's, who are you looking for? And one of the guys told him, we're looking for you. <laughs> and now here's this story. <laughs> in Turkey. This happened in Turkey. <laughs> A Turkish man who got drunk, <laughs> and he wandered into the forest later, unknowingly <laughs> joined a search party to find himself <laughs> according to bizarre local reports <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me but can you imagine you just like get drunk you're having the time of your life you wander off into the forest and you come back and you're like oh there's a search party oh I better help him look <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, you imagine like out there four, five, six, eight hours. Where, where are we gonna find him yet? Who are we looking for, by the way? Oh, this guy here. Wait a minute, you're this guy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like how many hours did he wander around looking for himself? <laughs> well, I hope he found himself. Usually people don't do this in Turkey. They go to Europe to find themselves. <laughs> Oh, God. So, um, apparently there's not onions in the onion ring snacks at TGI Fridays. I don't know what's in there, but they're trying to debate that if you want to, uh, look into it before, you know, (laughs) look before you leap, you know, research before you bite the onion ring snacks at TGI Fridays. Just heads up warning. (laughs) Uh, Florida state troopers were seen chasing an elderly man riding a scooter on the turnpike. (laughs) Oh, and there's a slow speed chase. (laughs) Slow speed chase in a viral video if you want to check it out. 
And yeah, this one I'm going to have to maybe read the whole article or, you know, summarize it. A California man sues a psychic who said she could remove a witch's curse from his ex. (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah, I'm going to pause this, read it, and then I'm going to summarize it for y'all. All right, so beware of Sophia Adams. <laughs> she uh, bills herself as a PhD life coach and psychic love coach, according to the city service or city news service in Los Angeles. Um, last month, a man by the name of Mauro Ma- Mauro Restrepo can barely say this word. This name, um, Mauro Restrepo. Restrepo. I can't even say it. <laughs> let's just say Mor- Moro <laughs> okay basically he just went for a normal tarot reading in Palos Verdes Estates and she told him he had mala suerte or bad luck put there by his ex-girlfriend because she hired a curse casting witch apparently I'm sorry, you guys, this is not in any tarot cards. It's There's not a tarot card that comes up and says, oh shit, your ex-girlfriend hired a cursed cash steam witch and now you have bad luck and now you have to pay me $5,100 and I'll take $1,000 as a deposit so I could get it get started right away getting that curse off you. Okay, nothing in tarot tells you that. I'm sorry that this guy went through it. He's claiming that he has suffered anxiety and sleepless nights because he was worried about this and he's suing for intentional, negligent infliction of emotional distress. Of course, obviously, she used her position in a negative way to take advantage. And you know, this just really takes, um, is really bad for those of us who are actually psychic and actually help people with the money back guarantee. I feel like you know, this is really giving the rest of us a bad name, but he says she did not in any way help my marriage. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Mauro. I would have helped you. And I never would have charged $5,000 to remove a curse. That's crazy. And there probably was no curse. I mean, that's the thing. There's probably literally no curse. She's just making it up to make herself some money. So, all right, here we go. We'll go back to August where there's some really funny other other uh, headlines here. So, a Georgia man stole a mortuary van. <laughs> there's a, definitely a Halloween-y theme in these uh, stories tonight, which is good. We're here in the month of Halloween. <laughs> uh, October, I love you. <laughs> a Georgia man steals a mortuary van and a dead body rolls out ahead of a police chase. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, this person, this dead person there, I mean, their spirit is looking at this laughing their ass off. Like that is freaking hilarious. I mean, your body's going out on one last journey. You're just having fun. And now you've made the news. You wanted to be famous? Boom, there you are, famous. Okay, it's your body that's famous, but I mean, hey, you know? 
<laughs> oh my God. So, uh, basically a dead body rolled out of a stolen mortuary van as an Atlanta man sped away from a crematory parking lot on Wednesday and he led police on a chase through Georgia. That's crazy. I mean, why would you, I mean, it seems like you would do that on a dare or something, right? I wouldn't, but that, that's crazy. All right. I mean, you know, laughs aside, that is disrespectful of the dead. So if you're going to have to steal a car, guys, don't make it a mortuary van. I mean, I'm just saying. All right. Odd news. A huge rubber duck has appeared (laughs) in Main Harbor, and it amuses residents who say it's wonderful. A giant rubber ducky appeared in the harbor of Belfast, Maine, and the residents still don't know how it got there and it has joy across its chest it literally says joy j-o-y how cute is that that's something i would definitely do if i was there i would do that so um this is really strange uh um i'm not i don't know that it was a possible kidnapping and the woman is okay and she's safe but it happened in santa clarita just north of Los Angeles, and I, I have my ex, my in-laws are there. I wonder if this is my ex-sister-in-law or something. <laughs> that would be really strange. Well, I mean, hey, at least I, I'm glad she's safe, whoever she is. I'm glad my, my uh, really good friend Vera doesn't live there anymore. Boy, that's really close to uh, Mount, uh, Magic Mountain, so... Yeah, it's crazy. That area used to be really nice. And I have a, fr- I have a really good friend there. He's a deputy sheriff. Um, and I grew up with him, and he's a really cool person. All right. So um, this one's weird. Another Florida story. There's always Florida stories. You can't have weird news without uttering the word Florida. I mean, it's just, I don't think I've ever had a single episode of the weird news without saying Florida. So a Florida woman has been arrested after a lewd visit, (laughs) jail visit with an inmate. According to authorities, she exposed her breasts and appeared to pleasure herself during a virtual visit. Okay. Okay. But this is weird. She had a virtual visit with an inmate. I didn't even know you could do that last week and ended up behind bars herself. (laughs) Apparently that's illegal to do with inmates. Um, Just FYI, in case you end up in a a compromising position (laughs) like that, I suppose. That is insane. Okay, well, I'm sorry that that happened she was just trying to you know get it on with her boyfriend or husband it doesn't say which that's crazy that's that's uh, I didn't know that was illegal did you weird see that's what I'm saying but the United States is not that free that's not you know two adults doing what adults do and okay you know the one person shouldn't have I guess when you're in jail, you're not allowed to see naked breasts. I think that's, you know, that's part of the punishment. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, There's an unbelievable, cool video of a lightning striking the Washington Monument. If you want to check that out, that's really strange that someone got a picture 
They, it's, or they got a video of it. That's really interesting. Um, very crazy. A supermarket in Las Vegas, Nevada collapsed and injured four people. I guess it was an awning. Okay, the awning. That's not odd news. Why is that even there? So dozens of people ran out the back door. Well, of course. Okay. They say the supermarket, and then they say the awning. Well, that's not the same thing. So, all right. um, Really quick. We got a South Carolina man gave a child a face tattoo at a McDonald's. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is wrong with people? Ah, first of all, McDonald's is not a very sanitary place to receive a tattoo. Second of all, don't give child a child a tattoo. Third of all, don't ever tattoo a child's face. What is this person thinking? What a maroon. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and here we have another high-speed chase, at least before the last one was a, a slow-speed chase. This one's high. In Oklahoma, a handcuffed man escaped on, he escaped arrest on a stolen ATV and led police on a high-speed chase. That's not really odd news, though, isn't it? I guess because he was still handcuffed. That's what makes it kind of odd. All right, so last but not least, and here we go. As you guys know, I am a lightning shaman. Why? How did I get this position? I was struck by lightning. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) When you are hit by lightning and I wasn't hit directly, came through the stove pipe, came through my house and threw me eight feet inside my uh, kitchen all the way into my dining room. It was really crazy. Felt like a giant hand came out of nowhere and threw me like threw threw me down and um, my it, it exited my toe, took off my nail and everything. And hence, that is how I became a lightning shaman. If you're struck by lightning, you become a lightning shaman. Just relaying that to you real quick before I say this. (laughs) At a Bronx beach, Orchard Beach in the Bronx, in New York, two teenagers were seriously injured by lightning that struck seven people at least on Bronx Beach. Seven people became lightning shamans on the 12th of August, apparently. So I thought that was a fun and cool note to end on. Um, And I hope that the two teens that were seriously injured are okay. So we'll send them love and light. They're probably fine by now. So there we go. There's There's another week done. Our first week of season five of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I wanted to tell you guys, thank you for your continued faith and support in my show. I love each and every one of you, and I'm glad to have you on my journey of self-exploration and sometimes hilarity and um, self-insight. And I'm glad we're on this ascension journey together. I'll be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. And that's it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.